Let's turn to Psalms, Psalms chapter number 59. <clears throat> the Bud Stiltner said, for you new believers, that's Psalm. i got to be careful hanging around the likes of him and Tory Dismuke and Dean McNeese because I pick up on their little nuances and I'll end up doing them and uh, already have enough Trouble looking like a fool. I need no outside influence. Somebody say amen. Psalm 59, verse number 16 and 17 is my text tonight. I'll be in several other passages. May just kind of hit them, just kind of skim the top of them. But let's look at verse 16. It says, but I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning, for thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing, for God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Let's pray. God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, we praise your holy name. You've been awful good to us, God, and I thank you for it. God, we do, again, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for Your house where we can come. God, it's been testified in not so many words, Lord, but we thank You for that spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We thank You, Lord, as Hebrews chapter 4 says, that we can rest in Him. God, we thank You, Lord, for those anchors of the soul. Lord, we ask You now that You would hide us behind the cross. Use us, if You will, Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I asked my wife just a little while ago, for some reason this message feels pretty familiar here at this pulpit. So maybe I've preached it before, maybe I haven't. I don't know. Uh, but I have no record of ever preaching it. But um, as, I, as I began to study for this morning's message, the, this psalm kind of overwhelmingly um, was... Maybe that's the wrong word. This 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 psalm kind of kept coming up in my mind, and uh, there's certain things I'll give you just in the introduction that really kept bringing some things to bear in my own life. Uh, but uh, so again, maybe I've preached it, maybe I haven't, but uh, I feel like it'll be fresh tonight. Uh, but here we look at a psalm of David. And he has written this psalm probably at the time that Saul was after him, trying to kill him, if you will. Saul was was attempting to get close to David. He was attempting to get near him, but not to befriend him, but as I mentioned, to kill him. And in this particular psalm, David makes makes known his feelings about his enemies he makes known his feelings about uh, his trouble and his turmoil. And throughout the psalm, there's 17 verses, throughout this psalm, he, he tells God that he is going through some things, and he lays some things down, and he picks some things up. He throws a tantrum here and there, and then he confesses all of it. But he ends it with this verse in verse 16, But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. And so if the Lord will help me, I'll preach on this thought when the song returns. 
If you were to look in verse 1 and 2, you'll see that David is saying, Lord, help me. But then he gets to verse 3 and 4 and he says, Lord, here's what's going on. Verse number 5, he says, Lord, I just want you to kill the ones that are harming me. Verse 6 and verse number 7, he again confesses to the Lord, here's what's going on. Verse number 8 and 9, this is so uh, so indicative of how we think. He says in verse number 8 and 9, Lord, I'm trusting you. But then we get to verse 10 and verse 11, and he says, uh, Lord, don't, don't kill them, but Lord, hurt them really bad. Okay? Make them lame. Give them a, give them a limp, if you, if you will. And then in verse number 12 and verse 13, he said, no, I changed my mind, just kill them, and I'll be okay with it. And then in verse 14 and 15, he says, Lord, they're not changing, so will you just change me? And then in verse 16 and verse 17, he says, Lord, no matter what happens to them, I want to sing to you and I want to glorify you. And that's what I, that's where I want us to be tonight. I, I'm telling you, we could all, we mentioned it this morning, we, we've all been hurt. Uh, chances are we've all hurt. But we can, we can focus on those hurts. We can focus on the things that have happened. We can focus on the ones that have hurt us. We can focus on our scars. I can, I, I can, I can, I've got a scar right here. And, and it happened by doing something absolutely silly. I've got a scar on my foot because it was an accident. I had no fault in it. It was an accident. I've got scars on my legs where I about cut my leg off two different times with a chainsaw. Come on, tell me how smart that is. Uh, I'm, I've got scars all over my body. Some were my fault, some were accidents. And I could focus on those scars and I could begin to tell everybody about them and, and get a poor pitiful me and, and start calling out to God, God, I'm in such a bad shape, or I can just sing to the Lord. And so this morning or this evening, I want to try to preach on this thought when the song returns. Number one, I want you to know again in verse number 16 that he expected to sing of God's power. Verse 16, but I will sing, here it is, this is, this is not original, I will sing of thy power. That's what your Bible says. God's power is greater than our problems. That may sound cliche. It may sound like something you'd find on a bumper sticker or a greeting card or a meme or something to that effect. But I want you to know that no matter the problem that we face, no matter who or what that problem is, God's power far outweighs the power that that person or that problem has on our lives. Not only that, but God is stronger than our enemies. The Scripture says, Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. It says over in Romans that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we begin to have a desire to sing again, we need to expect to sing of God's power. We can see through... I was mentioning this to someone just the other day about the power of wind and the power of water and the power of fire. Uh, on a hot summer's day when there seems to be no breeze, no wind blowing, uh, there is a power in a gentle wind. It begins to soothe the soul. Uh, and how many of us have, have been out there in 
and we're sweating and we're wore out by working. And all of a sudden, there's a gentle breeze that blows. And you just kind of sit back and you take it all in because of how good it feels. Uh, but then, given the right circumstances and the right pressures, that wind can begin to blow and it can blow a house down. It can blow buildings down. It can tear places uh, to pieces just in a matter of seconds. You think about that water where we like to go to the lake or we like to go down to the beach and, and that water is so calm and so beautiful. Uh, but again, given the right circumstances, that water can break the barriers down. That water can ruin homes and cities. That water, though, uh, we may we may bottle it and we may quench our thirst with it. Uh, given just the right circumstances, a man or a child or a woman uh, could drown in just too much water. See, there's good things, there's bad things. You think about fire. Fire can warm us and fire can bring new life. Some of you uh, that have pines, uh, whatever you call them, you got a bunch of pine trees, whatever that's called. I have no idea. Uh, I know Brother David, he, he, he burned the underbrush and it wasn't to harm the trees. You, you were careful not to do that, Brother David. You told me, but it was to, it was to kind of kill that underbrush, but also to, to, to begin to spark some growth that could help uh, the wildlife coming in. And it also does something to that tree, not to harm it, uh, but it's almost as if there's a second regeneration uh, to that tree. It reacts in a positive way most of the time because of that fire. But now, if that wind is blowing just right and the rain has not fallen in a matter of days, just a little bit of fire that may stray out of its designated area can end up burning up acres upon acres. But we think about the power of God. We think about our problems, and and they may seem slight, they may seem small, but then all of a sudden they seem to overwhelm us. They tend to rage against us. But I'm glad tonight that there is a power greater than that of the wind, of the rain. It is greater than the power of fire. It's greater than our problems. When... All of those in excess or in little, when they fail, when they harm or when they help, I'm glad that God's power is steadfast and it's sure. We read you this morning that the judgments of the Lord are just. They are pure in their intentions. And I'm glad that God's power is the same. David could remember some powerful deliverances in the past. You remember over there in 1 Samuel chapter 17, he was testifying, if you will, to King Saul. And he talked about the, the strength that God gave him to kill that bear and that lion. He remembered those things. It'd do us good. If we want to sing again of God's power, it'd do us good to recall the victories of yesterday. Not only that, but just a couple verses later, we find in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45 down through 50, that he overcame a giant, Goliath. And you could probably preach all day, every day about David and Goliath, and it would never get old to me. There's something about the fact, and, and I've heard it preached, there's something about the fact that he essayed to go because he had not proved those things that Saul gave him. So he went with what was familiar, 
And he took that little script, he took that little bag, and he went down to the brook, and he got five smooth stones, but he only used one of them in the fight. Talking about God's power, he only used one of them. And he says, Mr. Mr. Goliath, you're coming to me with all these things, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. What they sing about this morning? That name of Jesus, without him, I could be nothing. He came to him in the name of the Lord. He put that stone in that sling, and I don't know how it all worked, but I do know that it sunk into his forehead, and he fell forward. And the Bible says he slew him. And then he grabbed his own sword, and he slew him again. I, I feel like there's something there. I ain't smart enough to get it. But he slew him. It wasn't in David's power. It was in God's power. And David remembered that. And he said, I will sing of thy power. Memories allow us to draw on God's faithfulness in the past. You think back to those times that God has soothed you. I, I, y'all forget that I'm going to say this. Y'all all right? Now, y'all, I want you to hear me. But once I get done with it and y'all say amen, I want y'all to forget it. I was talking to Brother Andy Coker some time ago and he was studying on the balm of Gilead. And he said that the balm of Gilead was an expensive ointment that was double the price of silver. And he began, Mr. Nishi, he began to say, I don't understand this double the price of silver. That's expensive. Then he started thinking about that silver that Judas sold Jesus for. But the balm of Gilead, which is a picture of Christ, is worth double that. Then he started talking about the other doubles. And he gave scriptures how that God forgives us of this and of this together. And he he mentioned, the I believe it's the song Rock of Ages. It talks about be of sin, the double cure. There's something about the power of God that if we could just, if we could just remember when it seems as though there's no song to come out, if we can expect to sing of God's power, I believe God will start reminding us of His power from our yesterdays. Faith enables us to expect God to come through. Number two, David expected to sing of God's mercy, 16 again. But I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. Charles Spurgeon said, the greater our present trials, the louder our future songs, and the more intense our future gratitude will be. I, I believe I've given you this before. I, I heard a man, his name is, um, um, his last name is Boy, Boynton. Can't remember his first name. But he was upstairs in this kind of lofted piano, lofted room and he was sitting at the piano and he said he got a letter from this little girl. He's a black gentleman and he, I mean, he is gifted, gifted vocally and talented on the piano. And he's, he said this little girl said, why do you play so loud? Why do you play so loud? Now, there's a difference in playing loud and just beating the piano to death. Can somebody help me right there? All right. Loud playing don't necessarily mean that the Lord's in it. But David, he said, why? The little girl said, why do you play so loud? And he began to play, oh, I want to see him. Oh, I want to see. You know, we say wanna. Oh, I want to see him. But he started playing it note by note. And it was, oh, I want to see 
him look upon his face. And I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. That sounds white. (laughs) And he said, this is how people want you to sing. Very proper, very prim, everything in the right place. But then he started playing it like he would play it. And Brother David, he, I mean, I mean, just, I got, I need to share it with you because it'll bless you. He began to, Eustace, he began, what is your real name? Aaron. Aaron. He began to, to play this thing like, 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 like one of our dark-skinned brothers. And I'm telling you, he put stuff in there that, that's not on the notes and, and he, he, his hands is like he had four hands. I mean, he was hitting stuff and he began to sing it and it came, it wasn't, oh, I want to see him. But it had, it had some fervor to it. It had some meaning to it. And he said, this little girl said, why do you play so hard? And he said, until you've been there, until you've been to that point where your child has left all of your teaching, until you've been to that point where you've lost a loved one or your marriage has fallen apart, until you've faced some trials and some tribulations and God has brought you through that, until you truly have experienced the deliverance of God, you may not understand. And he began to pat on that piano, this upright piano. He said, do you realize that inside this piano there are hammers? There are strings, and those strings are pulled tight. He said, but at the right frequency, at the right time, that hammer strikes that string. Sometimes we're pulled tight, and we don't understand why. Mm, It could be because he's wanting to make pretty music. We may feel a hammer strike up against our souls, and we don't understand it. We can't make heads or tails of it, but it could be that God is playing a melody in our lives that we ourselves can't even hear. He said those hammers strike. I wanted to, I want, this thing ain't got no hammers. We need a piano with a hammer so we can pull it apart and show everybody the hammers. Sometimes in our lives, we're pulled to our, our furthest point. Sometimes in our life, we're hit seemingly from all sides. You piano players know you're not just hitting one key at a time. Sometimes, sometimes you've got, you've got your whole hands full of keys, but guess what? You're going to hit that one string, that one note again and again and again. Sometimes we're hit over and over and over again. Come here. Come here, Stanley. Come here. I know it's hard for you. Come here, brother David. Will you come here? Um, 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 I, I can, um, Rachel, you come over here. Um, Ashlyn, you come over here. Can 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 I let y'all know tonight that when God is doing a work in our lives, we may not understand it. We may not can understand. We may not be able to explain it. But when God hits a note in my life, and I'm stretched to the longest. 
stretching point, and I don't understand why I'm so tight, why God's got me stretched. Oh, but then all of a sudden, there's a note played in my life, and it may not sound exactly right. Oh, but then all of a sudden, Brother Stanley is hit at the same time, and Miss Rachel is hit, and Brother David and Allie and Kurt are hit all at the same time. And what it makes, it's not individual notes, but it makes one sweet, melodic chord oh, that is music to God's Years, and we may not about to run, we may not be able to understand it and we may not be able to hear it all together in and of ourselves but honey it is making sweet music to God Amen. Amen. y'all can be seated thank you I wish I could play the piano like some of y'all I can get on it I say all the time brother Tory asked me last week can you play the piano he didn't have a piano I like to swallow my goozle I don't even know what a goozle is, but it was up in my throat, and it scared me to death. And I said, "Uh, Mr. Shutter, I can play at it. What do you need? He said, never mind. I said, glory to God. Hallelujah. Because I told Brother Josh Adams, he asked me the same thing. Can you play the piano? I said, well, I can play at it, but Bubba shot the jukebox and Amazing Grace, both going to sound the same. At least it do to me. I don't know how it sounds to everybody else in the house. Man, if I could get over on that piano, I wish, I wish in my mind, and I'm not being silly here, I wish in my mind I could have somebody sitting at the piano and playing throughout this whole thing and me be able to illustrate through them what I'm talking about. But I'd be over there, no, hit this note, hit this note, no, hit this note, and then somebody, everybody get mad at me and quit. And then I'd be left all by myself. But my goodness, those notes, they may feel uncomfortable. They may not make sense, but somewhere in heaven, there's a melody playing that God can hear. David said, I want to sing of your mercy in the morning. We said this the other day. Joy cometh in the morning. I'm glad, Brother Kurt, that joy comes in the morning. Brother Jim, I'm glad that joy comes in the morning. But there's been a whole lot of sweet fellowship that I've had in the dark night in my soul. When no one else was around, when no one else knew what was going on, and God began to let me hear the notes that He was playing in my life. There's been a whole lot of those times. David said, I I will sing of thy mercy. In the morning, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hurry on. <clears throat> he believed because he said in the morning he believed that God would protect him. Remember, he's talking about his enemy. He said, "I'm gonna make it through the night." God, you've got my enemy under control. I'm gonna make it through the night. And in the morning, I'm going to get up with a cup of coffee and I'm going to sing of thy mercy because you've brought me through another night. I told you, Monday's usually the hardest day. Monday's and Thursday's usually the hardest day for me. This Thursday, my family will tell you something wasn't right. No, this is Friday. Friday, something wasn't right. And it was the burden from this morning's message that God put on me. But Thursdays after Wednesday nights and Mondays after Sunday, physically, emotionally, 
spiritually. It's just hard. But as hard as that has been, Nathan, those are some of the sweetest times because God has brought us through another day. He's brought us through another night. I've heard some of you, you're having trouble sleeping at night for, for unknown reasons, I suppose. And you're getting up early in the morning. I don't, I do not have a, a, a prescription for that. And I don't have anything negative to say. But one thing I want to encourage you, and no matter how short, no matter how long the night was, go ahead and sing of God's mercy in the morning. Go ahead and sing of God's mercy. He said, Thou hast been my defense. Psalm 30, verse number 5. He said, For his anger endureth but a moment in his favor, his life. Weeping may endure for the night, a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Let me quickly say this and we'll go to the house. David expected God to give him strength. Verse number 17. He says, Unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and the God of my mercy. Under thee, O my strength, will I sing. Here is the confidence in God's protection. There's a man here in David that is absolutely convinced of his deliverance. There's no strength in me, God. Now, apparently he's in the night because he says, I'm going to praise you in the morning. His enemy is encamped around him and or his enemy is chasing him in order to kill him. And he says, Lord, there's no strength left in me. You are my strength. And so what did he say? Unto thee, O, God, unto thee, O my strength, will I sing. Under, listen, this just kind of, this kind of hit me. You ever know in, in the morning or maybe in the night, when you're laying in bed or you're in your bedroom, maybe you're in your office, everything's quiet, and somebody come in in normal tone starts talking. It sounds like they're yelling. Scares me to death. That one right there. Heart attack every other night. But have you ever, have you ever been, maybe, alright, you hunters, have you ever been in your hunting stand? And then, I could, I wish, I could be in a hunting stand with you one time, and you do this. If you ever been in a hunting stand, everything's quiet. You're trying to be quiet. You've done put on your scent blocker. You got you, you're up there. You're good to go. And all of a sudden, in the sweet bye bye. No, that you don't do that in the hunting stand because it's going to scare everything away. Some of y'all don't need to do that in church because it's going to scare. You. I'm longing for the day that you sing for us. But there's sometimes, he's in the dark, Benny. He's in the dark. His enemy is chasing him. And he said, Lord, I don't have no strength. You're my strength. But I'm going to sing. Well, that's a dead giveaway of your location. Singing when the enemy is coming, that's a dead giveaway. But notice what he said. He said, you're my strength. Under thee, O oh my strength, will I sing. You ever been in one of those places? Now, y'all help me now. You ever been in one of those places you've been lonely, you've been wearied, you've been, oh, you're worried about things. Your mind is reeling. 
You feel like you're just burdened, discouraged, distressed. I mean, you name it. And all of a sudden, God gives you a song. You say, well, that's a dead giveaway. Oh, but it, it seems as though something leaves. It seems like God replaces some of those fears for peace. And God, those burdens are, are lifted. They may just be momentarily lifted, but they're lifted for a while. And the enemy was just chasing you and he stops. What's happening? And if, if you're singing to God, Miss Denisha, if you're singing to God, devil ain't gonna, ain't gonna be nowhere kind of near you. He gonna have to step back because he, woo wee, I wish y'all had been down on some, one of them nights down yonder in Florida because Brother Dean got to, somebody got to talking about that, that, that angel that Satan once was. And all of the things that he can do. And how that as Jesus was praised. The Mount, Mount of Transfiguration. Y'all help me. When he ascended up into glory. Just before he was tempted. You remember, remember Aaron? When, right before he was tempted, he was, he was baptized. And the Spirit landed on him. And God says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He was getting the glory. And then all of a sudden, Satan began to push back and try to get the glory. In your dark times, Kurt, Stanley, in those times where you just don't understand, just go ahead and sing. I can't sing. Oh, goodness. Some of the best, Brother David, some of the best singing I've ever done. Has been, remember last year, the year before, my throat, it just, it would leave me. It would leave me. And that's probably why it would leave me. Because when I couldn't speak, I'd be sitting there and I'd be croaking out, it is well with my soul. It wasn't coming out. It wasn't making good noise. It wasn't, didn't sound good at all. But in my heart, there was a, a joy going before heaven. And I tell you, it was during those times. It was just me and God. Satan had to step back. I think of Psalm 23. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Enemy was chasing David. And God said, here's a table. Have a seat. But, but my enemy, have a seat. But Lord, look, my enemy's encamped all around us. Have a seat. Woo! Brother Lee, when your enemies encamped all around you, brother, just go ahead and sing. Sing of His grace. Sing of His mercy. Sing of His strength. Y'all can come, somebody can come to the piano. Confidence in God's power, in His mercy, in His strength brings a song. But David, just, just go ahead and start playing in the key of C, it is well. I know you can do it. You are that good. Y'all listen to this. You can hum along with it if you want. Listen to that. David said, I will sing. He said, my enemy is all around us. But I'm going to sing of thy power. I'm going to sing of thy strength. I'm going to sing of my defense in God. I'm going to sing of thy mercy. 
said, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control. Listen to this. That Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed His own blood for my soul. When the song returns, God will give you the words. Y'all know Brother McNeese, when he gets ready to sing and he'll forget the words. I do the same thing. But he plays it off. And he'll... Until finally gets what he wants. Well, that tickled some of our young folks. And they said, last week and then this past week, I love it when Brother Dean does that. It's not because they think it's funny. Maybe a little bit. I love it when he does that because I know where he's going with it and he wants to get from the chorus or from the verse to the chorus because he knows the chorus well. But he has to continue that melody to get to that chorus. Did you realize on Thursday night of our meeting, did, did you, I ain't even said anything about this, but did, did you realize that before the singing ever started, the singing started? My little skinny buddy, Brother Josh Adams, sitting over here. He heard what they were singing and began to sing out. But do you realize this? He didn't start singing until y'all started singing. What about that song, The Haven of Rest? You can continue to play there. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wide seas no more. Though tempests may sweep o'er the wild stormy deep, in Jesus I'm safe evermore. We sing the song Amazing Grace. And the writer said, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. T'was grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Singing about the goodness of God. When the song returns, I wonder what you're going to be singing. What about that old song, Does Jesus Care? Oh, yes, He cares. I know He cares. Do you realize some of these songwriters were the most discouraged people that you'll ever have met? And the reason they wrote such lyrical words, not only was it in their nature, Brother Kurt, but they had to be reminded of some things. I don't know what you've done with your letter to the Lord. I wouldn't lose it for a minute. I'd put it in my Bible, my back pocket. My, I'd make 211,000 copies. Because there's coming a day. There's coming a day when you might need to recount that letter between you and the Lord. He said to write it in reds what you said the other Tuesday night. This ain't no just, this ain't no ordinary letter. Said, Jody, write it in red. (laughs) That night, when you were saying that, I was trying my best to look and see what was on that paper before you ever got up there. The songwriter says, oh yes. Oh yes, he can. It's funny, uh, Samuel, that he was answering a question that was never asked. Except to himself. Does Jesus care? You ever ask a question and then answered it yourself? Just so that you can be sure? Oh yes, He cares. 
I know He cares. His heart is touched with my grief. (laughs) When the days are weary and the long night dreary, I know my Savior cares. It's a song we don't sing a whole lot. It's called Wonderful Peace. One of the verses says, Ah, soul, are you here without comfort and rest? Marching down the rough pathway of time. Make Jesus your friend ere the shadows grow dark. Oh, accept this sweet peace so sublime. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. When the song returns, what are you going to sing? Are you, are you ready to sing? Are you ready to sing? We did business with the Lord this morning. I just ask you tonight, are you, are you ready to move on and start singing? Put yourself in Psalm 59. It doesn't matter what day of the week. There is an enemy. There is someone that opposes you or opposes God. And I'm trying not to dwell on that. As much as I'm dwelling on the fact that he says, listen, God, you've heard my prayer in the last 15 verses. I wanted them dead. I wanted them gone. I wanted you to touch them. I wanted you to change them. I wanted you to change me. But God, when it's all said and done, I want to sing again. I want to sing again. Let's stand. Brother David, if you can lead us in a song, if you need to switch, you've got time. I'm going to pray. God, we thank You for the service. We thank You for Your message. I ask You now, if You will, would You be so kind, Lord, as to give somebody a song. God, I thank You, Lord, for the singing. I thank You for the music. I thank You for the lyrics that we've read. For the stirring in my own soul. Father, I thank You for it. Lord, tonight we give You the the glory. We give You the praise for it all. God, there's there's been a lot of times in my own life, and I'm sure in the lives of your people tonight, where it's hard to sing. God, maybe it wasn't an enemy. Maybe it was a circumstance. Whatever it may have been. But it was hard to sing. God, tonight I ask, if you will, God, to let us sing in the morning. God, let us sing in the dark hour of the soul. Let us sing. Let us worship you tonight. Because You're worthy. You're real, Father. You're real to us when everything else seems false. God, You've helped us. You've strengthened us. You've you've equipped us for the journey. And Lord, when the journey of our lives gets difficult and gets hard, I pray that You'd instill a song. Lord, the psalmist said in Psalm 40 that You put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Father, I pray you'll renew that song. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.